it's me your girl Chantel E we're here again on the last Sunday of the year um as I was sitting here I went to church this morning and we were all just dancing and celebrating and just singing and I just really felt God's spirit in church today just like and I just really felt like the spirit of gratitude like oh my gosh we made it through this year like Oh my gosh, and I was just so happy and I was, you know, dancing. I'm not really a good dancer, but I was doing my little azonto and just really feeling happy and just really blessed that we've made it through this year. So before we even start with my word for you guys today, I just want you to take a second, like pause me or pause this video and just like video, pause this audio and just close your eyes and just Thank God that you are alive in this moment because we all know what a crazy year it's been with COVID. Millions and millions and millions of people have died and God saved you. God spared you and you're here and you're listening to this. And that is such a blessing in itself. If you do not feel blessed, if you do not know that you are favored, that alone should be a signal to you of how much God loves you, how good he's been to you, how much he's looked out for you. So just take a second and just say thank you, God, you know? So today I was just, you know, this whole past week, actually, now that I think about it, I've been a little emotional, but like a very good emotional. Like I will just be sitting or doing something and I'll just like start crying, you know? And I mean, I'm already a little bit, a little bit of an emotional person, to be honest, but I'll just start crying and I I just think of, you know, everything that God has done for me this year. I think of all of the things that I wanted to start that I did start, all of the things I was hoping and praying for that God made happen for me and just being alive, you know, just 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 being alive is just such a blessing and I think a lot of people need to adopt that mindset. I think people have a tendency when something goes wrong or something goes bad, we will dwell on it forever, right? Like if our mom is annoying us or if somebody slams a brake in traffic, something like you could be mad about that all day. But then with the small little things, like you just overlook it because you're just so used to these little things happening that you don't even realize how good and how much of a blessing that it is that these things are happening. You know, like waking up every morning, you should have like the biggest smile on your face. Like, oh my gosh, like thank you, God, that I get another day. You know what I mean? Because people die in their sleep. Anything could have happened to you, but you woke up and God thought that the world needed you another day. You know what I mean? Even if you didn't do a lot with your day, like God still gave you that day. As y'all could tell, I'm really feeling God. I'm really just feeling the spirit of this energy of just gratitude. So I hope that it rubs off and that we can all just be really happy and, you know, just vibe as I speak to you guys about the word today. So, um, and also on that topic, just adding, it makes me think of this little story I read on Facebook. Um, it was about this math teacher and she was teaching a lesson to her students. I'm sure you guys have seen it. It's kind of like, a, not like a meme, but it's one of those things that gets shared around. And she was basically saying how she did 10 math problems on the board, right? She got the first one wrong, and she got the other nine right. And of course, all the students were like, Miss, Miss, you got the first one wrong, got the first one wrong. They're laughing, whatever, whatever. And she turns to them and she says, look, out of 10 questions, I only got one wrong. You guys didn't notice the nine I got correct. The only thing that stuck out to you was the one thing that was wrong. And similarly, you know, building back off the point of gratitude, in our lives, we could be like that, you know? Everything could be 
good. Like your family's alive during a pandemic, a whole pandemic, your whole family's alive. You're fine. You know, you're moving, you're working. God is making things happen for you. You still have your job. Maybe if you don't have your job, you got them unemployment checks, which are nice and hearty. (laughs) And so all these good things are happening. You know, you're driving everywhere safely. You're not getting into any accidents. You haven't died. You know, people just like literally guys, people just get heart attacks, aneurysms, just just fall over and die. That hasn't happened to you. You know how many things can go wrong in life and just nothing has gone wrong. You know what I mean? So it's just like instead of focusing on that one thing, like why don't we channel our energy to all of these great things God are doing God is doing? You know what I mean? So it kind of goes with the message for today. So um oh also side note, in the upcoming year I am doing a Bible challenge. So as I said, so we already did our one thing where we, you know, we we gave gratitude for a minute. So the second thing I want to challenge you guys to do this week is, you know, it's the last week of the year. We're about to go into a new year. And I would really like if you guys could think about your New Year's resolutions and really just like take a minute and think about, okay, what can I do to be better spiritually physically, emotionally? What have I done that I like that I want to continue to do? And what can I do to continue to improve? You know what I mean? So as I was doing that, because I usually do that around the end of the year, like everyone else, because not only is it going to be a new year, but my birthday is January 9th. So really close to the beginning of the year. So I have a new year and I have a new age and I'm going to be turning 24, which means I'm like, I'm starting my 25th year of life, if that makes sense. Because you know, like, when a baby turns one, they finish one year of life. So since I'm turning 24, I finished 24 years of life. I'm turning 25. So it's like a new quarter of my life. And you know, I really like some symbolism, stuff like that. I'm like, okay, I'm going into a new quarter of my life. How can I be better? Like, what can I do to be a better person to just keep pushing forward, you know, because I've come far, but there's more to go, you know, God can take me even farther. So I was just thinking about that. And I decided I wanted to do a Bible challenge. um, Because it's just been a while since I've read the Bible front to end. And I actually don't even think I've ever read the Bible front to end. Like, I'm sure I've read all of it. Because I've done like, you know, chunks. So we're reading Psalms, reading this, but beginning to end, I've never done it. So that's my plan for next year. So as I'm doing that challenge, I'll also, you know, make podcasts based off the things I'm talking about. And I'd love it if you guys, if that's something you're interested in, I could definitely post um, or share a little plan or what we're going to be reading when, um, if that's something y'all want. And we can do that challenge together and we can meet once a week and kind of sum up what we've read over the course of the week. I think that'll be really cool. So yeah, so today for our message, um, also happy holidays. Hope y'all enjoyed your holidays. And in the spirit of the holidays, so for our message, I'm going to be talking about the story of Jesus's birth, um, specifically Mary, um, who's one of my favorite women in the Bible. And my favorite Bible verse comes from that story, which I'll get into. I don't want to give you all too much right now. And we're going to be talking about um, my favorite person in the Bible, who's Jacob, who I could talk about him forever. His story is so interesting, guys. And I feel like it gets so slept on because... I feel like his story could be, like, a cinematic masterpiece. Like, they could make millions of dollars making a story off of Jacob's life because it's just so interesting and just so much happens, and it's just literally, like, it's like eating popcorn. You're like, what's going to happen next? Because it's just, it's such a good, interesting account of his life, and everything that happened to him is just so 
interesting. Um, so I'm going to touch on it a little bit today. But like I said, his life is so long that I'll probably talk more about it when I'm doing the Bible challenge and I get to it. And it'll be early because his story is in Genesis. So we'll get we'll get there next year. Something to look forward to by God's grace. So yeah, and this is also going to be an encouraging message because I feel like at the end of the year, we need we need to pick me up. You know, we want to end the year on a high note. So I'm gonna give it to y'all. Okay, so to start off, I wanted to ask you guys, well, this is going to be the opening question. What is the event that happened in Bethlehem? Okay, so I'm sure that everyone said the birth of Jesus Christ, right? It's kind of a give me, even if we ask um, a non-Christian, a non-believer, everybody knows Bethlehem is where Jesus Christ was born. Okay, so I want to start by going to Micah 5, 2. And this is actually um, my aunt, shout out to her because she's probably listening. Hi, Auntie Sweetie. Um, She invited me to speak. She has been hosting these very awesome, powerful, motivating, beautiful Zoom conferences. She started doing them during the pandemic. So that's just one example of what God can use you to do during a time as this, you know. Um, But she started doing them during the pandemic. And they've been really powerful. So she invited me to speak. And this is what I spoke on there. So it's kind of like... A repeated message but people really liked it and someone asked me to record it and I think if it encouraged them it will definitely by God's grace encourage y'all as well so here we go so yeah so we're gonna start with Micah 5 too um I'm gonna read some of the scripture some of it I'm gonna sum it up to you guys but I'll always give you guys the verses always encourage you guys to go back and read for your own understanding all right so Micah 5 2 but you Bethlehem Though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be a ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. So here we see Micah giving the prophecy of Jesus, right? Um, And I really like this verse because sometimes I'll even put my own name in it. But you, Chantel, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be, you know what I mean? Because God loves using the small. God loves using the person who nobody thinks God would use, you know, like David. Everyone's like, wait, he's not the tallest or most handsome brother. Why would you want him to be king? God loves using people like that. And God loves using the underdog, right? It's just this thing. Nowhere in the Bible (laughs) does God pick the most handsome, most perfect, most eloquent. No, God's picking the tax collector god's picking the the far you know he's just picking the most random people because he can use anyone um which is just so beautiful so here we see the prophecy of jesus christ's birth this is being prophesied by micah and this is eight centuries before christ was even born before mary was even thought of right So now we're going to skip back. So I'm going to be doing a little bit of jumping around, but trust me, in the end, it will all come together and make sense by God's grace. So now let's go to Luke 1, 26, um, and this is going to be our Christmas story. So I'll go ahead and read this as well. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this may be. So 
I'm going to pause here. So notice how it says <laughs> Mary was very troubled by these words. And you know why? Because favor can be inconvenience. You know, it can be an interruption. In Mary's case, it was kind of an insecurity. She's like, wait, uh, why, why am I favored? Because with favor comes an assignment. When God favors you, there's work to be done. You know, I always like to say, God didn't send us to earth on a vacation. Like, we're here for an assignment. We're here for a purpose. God put something in you or God is doing something in your life so that you can do something for him, so that you can do something for the kingdom, right? So it's normal to feel a little bit of fear because it's like, oh, I don't know, you know? So that's normal. And with Mary, we see it. So picking up at verse 30, but the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants. We're going to come back to Jacob. He will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? So we're going to pause here again. Um, And I feel like a lot of us are like Mary. You know, we're like, God... How how can I have a podcast? You know, I'm really shy. God, how can I own a business? I don't have any funds. I'm just 18. I just, I'm in a pandemic. You know, we have all of these excuses for ourselves. We have all of these insecurities and it makes us feel small. It makes us shy away from doing what God has directly ordained us or ordered us to do. Um, So we shouldn't feel this way. And so I really like the scripture because I feel like Mary embodies a lot of us in this way is that we feel scared. We feel trapped by our own insecurities. And God knows, you know, God, God knew Mary was a virgin. Like God knows that you're 16, that God knows that you're divorced. God knows that people have said you're barren. God knows the circumstances, trust me. And he wants to use those circumstances for his glory, okay? Because if I was the most eloquent, if I was the most beautiful, how would we know that that was God? You know what I mean? But for me to be a virgin and this happened for me, for me to be barren and this happened for me, God is a miracle working God. And this situation is miraculous, okay? So picking up at 35, the angel answered with not how but with who okay so the holy spirit will come to you and the power of the most high will overshadow you so the holy one to be born will be called the son of god even elizabeth your relative is going to have a child in her old age and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month for no word from god will ever fail amen so i really like this part as well because like i said mary asked how and god said who and this isn't this when I first read this story, this story has really shaped my identity as a Christian a lot. Um, the next verse is my favorite verse in the Bible, and I'll explain why to you. But this verse, this whole passage has really shaped my identity as a Christian a lot because I used to be the type to be like, how? You know, God would say something to me or I would have an idea and I would just feel really stumped. You know, I'm like, wait, how is this going to work? How how is this going to be? And that was like in middle school. And then I read this and I was like, okay, it doesn't matter how. (laughs) I don't need to worry about the particulars. I just need to know that God is on my side and that it's going to happen. If God said it's going to happen, it's going to happen. I have the faith. And, you know, the Bible says, he who says the mountain shall move, you know, who has the faith and boldly declares that a mountain shall move, the mountain shall move for him. And so if you have the faith and you believe 
And God, don't worry about the how. Don't worry. God will line it all up for you. Just have that faith that God's going to do it. And it will be done surely in Jesus' name by the blood of Jesus. Okay? So now we're at my favorite verse, Luke one thirty-eight. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. So this is my favorite verse, as I said previously, um, and it's my life mantra. And I always tell myself, like, whenever I have an idea, whenever I'm going through something, I'll just be like, God, whatever you want from me, I will deliver. I'm willing. I'm your servant. Rain, snow, sleet, pandemic, no word from God shall ever fail. So if you have your Bible, if you're reading along with me, highlight that verse and tell yourself that, like, if God's telling you something, if you feel scared, if you don't know what's next, just say, like, God, I'm your servant. And whatever you've said about me, may your word to me be fulfilled. Like, I want what you've said about me to happen, you know, and just say that and you'll feel so much stronger. You'll feel so much better. You'll feel so much more empowered. I feel like over and over and over again, we say these negative things to ourselves. We really, really do. And in 2021, I don't want to hear anybody saying anything mean about themselves. I don't want to hear anyone saying, I can't do it. I'm this, I'm that. No, 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 we're not doing that. We're boldly declaring, you know, that through the spirit of Jesus, through God, through the Holy Spirit, okay, no word from God is going to fail. And watch, if you At first, when you say it, you might feel a little silly, especially if you're used to negative self-talking all the time. But I'm telling you, like one, two, three, four weeks of you saying, I'm smart, you know, I can figure this out. God is on my side. I am the Lord's servant. God's word will be fulfilled. Just try it. And I'm telling you, you guys will come and testify that you've just felt a shift, you know, that things just started to get better for you because it really is your mind. There's really power in your tongue. So just, you know, that's that was a tangent, but just 2021, no more of this negativity, guys, okay? No more. So now we've read that. So now I want to go back to Jacob. So Jacob is an interesting character. And like I said earlier, he's my favorite person in the Bible. So I remember like, you know, when you go to church and the pastor will say like, oh, God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob. So I remember the first time I heard God of Jacob and I read Jacob's story in chunks. I don't think I read it beginning to end, but like at different times I'd heard different parts of the story. So when they would say that, I would be like, hmm, Jacob, like why Jacob? Like, Jacob, he, if you only hear the first part of his story with him stealing his brother's blessing, he was a trickster. He came out of the womb grabbing his brother's heel. You know what I mean? He was a swindler. He literally swindled his brother out of his blessing. He swindled his father into thinking that he was his brother to get the blessing. And then he ran away out of fear of the brother retaliating because the brother said that when his dad died he would surely kill Jacob for stealing the blessing okay so he tried to run away from that situation and when he was running away from that situation he went to his uncle's house and that's where he saw the beautiful Rachel and he wanted her so badly that he worked seven years to get her hand in marriage and by the end of the seven years Rachel's dad, his uncle, swindled him in the same manner that he had swindled his own father and gave him the older sibling, Leah, rather than Rachel, because uh, customarily the older sibling had to get married before the younger one. And so he took her because, you know, (laughs) what are you going to do? 
And then he worked another seven years to have Rachel as well because he really loved Rachel. And he, so in total, that's 14 years he worked towards Rachel. And the word says, you know, it felt like days to him because he loved her so much. I'm really trying to convey here, like, what a fox Rachel was and how much he loved her. 14 years he worked for her, okay? So... And knowing this prior knowledge, and of course, y'all, go read the story. It's, it's super juicy. And we will get to it uh, next year by God's grace. So, <laughs> so now I want us to go to when Rachel died. And so this happened in Genesis 35, 18. So I'm going to pull this up as well. And I'm going to read this to you. Um, and it came to pass when she was in hard labor that the midwife said unto her, Fear not, thou shalt have this son also. And it came to pass, as her soul was in departing, for she died, that she called his name Ben-Oni, but his father called him Benjamin. And Rachel died and was buried in the way to Ephrath, which is Bethlehem. So here we see that Rachel died. And so when she died, and it's funny, well, hold on, I don't know if I want to tell you this because this might throw, well, I'll tell you. Um, you guys might also know. So the reason Rachel died is, this is why I say that this story could literally be a cinematic masterpiece. So when Rachel and Leah and Jacob were leaving her father's house, Rachel stole something. And so when she was chased after, um, they came after looking for this thing and they didn't find it because by God's grace, he covered up that Rachel had it. But like God covered up that Rachel had it. But Jacob didn't know that Rachel was the one who had stole something because he had said, you know, don't take anything. Right. And so Jacob had said, you know, whoever took something, that person will face punishment like that person will die. And so this is why Rachel died. But Jacob didn't know that that was what's going on, which is why I say this is such a good story. But that was just a little snippet of it. Like we will go into more detail, I promise you guys. Or y'all could go ahead and read it because it's 10 stars 10 stars but anyways so when Rachel died she named her son Ben-Oni out of the pain right and Ben-Oni means son of my suffering son of my pain but Jacob changed his name to Benjamin which means son of my right hand which is so interesting because in that situation Rachel chose to label the situation to label her son off of the pain she was experiencing in that moment right and that's a name that's going to follow him his whole life based on the pain that he felt in one moment, right? But Jacob, even though he also lost something here, right? He lost this woman that I just explained to y'all that he loved so dearly, that he worked 14 years for. He did not keep that name. You know, he was he saw past this loss and he changed his name to Benjamin, which means son of my right hand, as I said before. So how am I pulling this all together? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Here we go. So as we journey through life, we lose a lot of things. And the temptation is to identify with what we lost. And we label according to our losses. And that limits what we receive. So in March, people were saying, oh, 2020, this is the worst year of my life. 2020, this sucks. 2020, this, this is terrible. I hate 2020 in March, right? And like, what? We The year isn't even half over and y'all are already labeling it as this terrible, terrible year. 
And I know a lot of people, like I just said, you know, when they heard about the pandemic, they were scared. People went into panic. And then, you know, the, the labeling of like the worst year ever came about. I don't know about y'all, but as a Christian, as a believer, when the pandemic started happening, I was excited. I was excited. And you know, you're probably like, what? But you know why I was excited? Because my God, God of Jacob, God of Isaac, God of David, he loves, like I said earlier, he loves to use the crazy situations, right? So when things start going left, I know God is about to make something go right. I know God has a plan and I know that there is glory and honor and something good coming because my God doesn't destroy for nothing. Okay. He destroys to build. He takes to give better. Okay. So when this was all happening, I knew that God was moving and I knew that there was a plan and a purpose in all of the suffering. Right. And so, like I said, a lot of people were like, oh, 2020 Ben Oni, like Rachel, right? Labeling it off of this one thing, off this pandemic, off of what was lost. And, you know, people did lose significant things to them, which is why I feel like this was a great example, because Jacob lost Rachel 14 years of slaving, you know, that is a big loss. And similarly, not I'm not trying to downplay anything anyone has lost because it is a big loss. It does suck. It does hurt. But you know what? Be like Jacob. Don't be like, oh my gosh, Ben Oni 2020 sucks, you know? Be like Benjamin, okay? Like, I just lost the love of my life. <laughs> but Benjamin, you know, there's something greater coming. So are we labeling this year by what was buried or by what was born, right? And wait, y'all, okay, it's, it's getting even better. It's getting even better because... Remember when in the beginning I asked y'all what happened in Bethlehem? Here y'all. But I know y'all said the birth of Jesus Christ, right? I know y'all said the birth of Jesus Christ. But as we just read here, right? Rachel died in Bethlehem. Rachel died in Bethlehem. And you know why you didn't say, oh, Bethlehem was where Rachel died? Because that suffering... That death of Rachel can never compare to the greatness, to the glory, to the blessing that was the birth of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Okay, I could just drop the mic right there. So <laughs> what I'm trying to say is nobody would ever say, oh, yeah, Bethlehem is where Rachel died. So why is it that in our own lives, you know, we say, oh, this was the worst thing. I this And we make that one event our whole life. Don't you know that something greater is coming? You know, don't you know that there's going to be a savior? There's going to be this greatness coming out of this trouble. And it's going to overshadow all the pain, guys. I'm telling you, it's going to overshadow all the things you're crying about. God knows. God knows the circumstances. God knows. And so we buried a lot this year. And that's what a lot of people are focusing on. But you don't know what's going to be born out of that. You don't know what God is working for in that. And that's why we have to have the faith, right? The faith of Mary. Okay, God, uh, the circumstances aren't looking great. Um, I just lost my dad, God forbid, or I'm a virgin. Um, I, it's a pandemic. Whatever you think is that hindering thing that might be holding you back. But it's not about who you are. It's about who's you are, right? In Luke one thirty four, Mary says, I'm a virgin. And in Luke one thirty eight, she says, I am the Lord's. Okay? So, like, it's not who you are, but it's whose you are. And knowing that you're a child of God, knowing that God is looking over you, just know that he's ordering things for you. And so if things are falling apart, baby, seeds are being planted. Things are going to change, okay? So, 
Bethlehem isn't the place where we buried Rachel, right? So don't label your life off 2020. If something hurtful happened to you this year, pray through it, okay? It sucks. Cry a little bit. I cry. I'll be like, oh my gosh, this sucks. But I get up, you know, because I know that my Savior is coming, that there's better things awaiting, okay? So, wow, that was a lot. That was a lot, but it was a word, y'all. And I hope that you guys, that we all, you know, that we stop labeling stuff based on how it looks on the outside okay because sometimes things things look a little trash I'm not gonna lie sometimes things look really bad but you just have to believe and have that faith that it's gonna turn around and that there's better waiting for you okay so these are my three closing points for y'all so one be like Mary right so like I said earlier Luke 138 um I'm the Lord's servant May what you've said come to pass. May your word come to pass. May your will come to pass. Be like Mary. And even in the face of things not making sense, even in the face of God saying, oh, this is going to happen. And you're like, what, God? How would that ever happen for me? Be like Mary and know, okay, God, I don't really know what's going on, but I'm your servant and I'm here and I'm willing and I want what you say to happen. Have that attitude Two, be like Jacob later on um because remember i told you jacob's life is like a movie but eventually jacob his name becomes israel god changes jacob's name to israel and his 12 sons become the 12 tribes of israel so like i was reading in luke and jacob's name come came up about he will rule over jacob's descendants all of the israelites all of god's chosen people came from jacob's 12 sons right? So God had something purposed with all those kids he was having. God came to literally save all of Jacob's descendants. And so if Jacob in that moment, when this woman, he worked 14 years for Rachel, when Rachel died, if Jacob would have been like, all right, well, life sucks. I just lost the love of my life. I'm done. I'm done. And he would have just killed himself or, you know, just given up all that God had purpose, you know, God had a purpose for all of it. God had a purpose. God had a plan. And similarly, God has a purpose and God has a plan for you. And three, finally, remember, there is no testimony without a test. There is no message without a mess. Okay. So when things are going left, just know that God is, God is going right. And there's just a healing. There's a magic. There's something great coming. So when things are falling apart, get excited, get happy. Be like, wow, God, you have better than this planned. God, where, where, where is this? You know, I love surprises. So when things start falling apart, I just, I know that my God is purposing something good. And I hope that we can all have that attitude going into 2021. I hope that we can all have that excitement, that joy of the spirit, just to know that God is working and purposing things for our good and our well-being. Okay. So I love you guys so much. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the year. Like I said, meditate, think about like, what can I do to be better? And really try and do that, you know? And even if you fall, even if you stumble, get back up and keep trying to do that and be the person that God is calling you to be. All right. As always, y'all know how to reach me. You guys know how to connect with me, S-H-X-E-R-X on Instagram. Um, Send me a message. Let me know what's up. Let me know if this word touched you. All right, guys. Love y'all. And I will see you next year by God's grace. Or maybe sooner if another word comes to me. You are speaking with Chantel.